All right, welcome again to MVP Real Estate Podcast, Season 2, Episode 15. We have Madison here from the South Dakota real estate market, um, yes. talking about kind of her career, her career path. She actually just published a book on Tuesday, so we're going to touch on that. Um, and don't know much about it, so I'm excited to learn uh, and yes. add to my Amazon <laughs> cart. Um, but we'll leave, we'll make sure to leave that book. Uh, in our show notes so people can click on it. It is available on Amazon, if heard correctly. Yes, it is. Yep. Awesome. Um, well, we can check that out after the show, but otherwise, Madison, thanks for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure so far. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. Uh, in like we said, South Dakota. Yes. Yeah, so I live in South Dakota is uh, divided <laughs> on the two sides of the state. And I lived on the west side of the state um, in the Black Hills area. So if you're not familiar, that would be like the Mount Rushmore area. Um, so we, I live there and I kind of serve all of the Black Hills area in residential investment real estate. So, Okay. And how big is that area? Is that um, so population by like a town? Yeah. Uh, tiny. <laughs> Um, okay. our, our biggest town, um, I serve probably a 75 mile radius altogether. Okay. Um, and I know that's very spread out for most real estate markets. Um, in that 75 mile radius, our biggest area of population is maybe a hundred thousand people. I live oh, in a wow. town of 11,000. I was born in a town of 5,500. So it's small. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yes. I mean, we live in a town, I live in a town in Natasha. Uh, is it now 15 or is it 16,000? I thought it was closer to 20. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's not very big. It's not like a big metro. So if we are going yeah. to dabble in those bigger markets, we're going to have to go uh, 40 miles, 50 miles east or west of us to hit either right. Madison or Milwaukee. So right. um, coming from those smaller markets, that's just something that within sales that I've done, I've just gotten used to. If I'm gonna yeah. if I'm gonna go to population, I'm going to the next big city. As exactly. of 2018, we're just under 17,000. Okay. okay, so not too much bigger than where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but our market is, it's booming right now as I, I think it is everywhere. Um, a big reason why is the decisions that our, our government made for the COVID-19 has brought a lot of people into South Dakota, um, as well as just the fact that we are a hot spot for tourism and for vacation rentals and vacation homes. So, um, you mean our average sale price here is like 275 maybe, but we have beautiful vacation cabins in the hills that are upwards of six, seven to, you know, multi-million. So uh, that you said 270,000 your average. Yeah. So far this you know year, um, Do you know like it, square footage that would equate to for that average of uh so price per square foot is probably like uh 175 a square foot and okay. that's for like a nice house um okay. I mean we can build new construction give or take you know depending on the builder and stuff probably for like 300 a square foot okay so um I know for some areas that's really cheap but we've also had a 26 percent increase over the last year um, so it's much more expensive here than the locals are used to. In wow. new builds? Um, in everything. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. it's been, uh, the trends like across the country have been down on new builds. 
Yeah. Um, and here they're about uh, historically, you know, it was that if you wanted to build a new house, it's going to be much more expensive than just buying a pre-existing, but now they're almost on the same level. Yeah. And we have no inventory. So building our houses is like a really good option. <laughs> yeah. What I else mean, are we going to sell them, you know? Yeah, it was, that's what uh, part of the holdup was here where uh, new builds were declining because lumber prices were outrageous. People still yeah. wanted to move. And the only recommend, recommendation you could do was say, hey, look for a new build. But all the new builds are slowing up. So like people right. are just caught in this circle with nowhere really to go if they're really, really motivated to move. Absolutely. Um, and it's kind of the same here. We haven't really seen a decline in new construction as we have so many people moving from out of state, they'll pay our prices. Um, but my team actually works ex like almost exclusively. We have a lot of builders that we work with and do a ton of new construction. Um, we've got one builder who builds, you know, 50, 60 homes a year with us alone. So, um, okay. and that's with an average price point of, I mean, he can build a pretty nice house for like five fifty. I mean, it's not going to be anything spectacular, like on acres and acres of land, but a nice house. Yeah. So, so your your brokerage does buy real estate with builders, correct? So um, my my team, I work under Keller Williams, but I work under Christian's team. Um, okay. So my team specifically, we don't buy real estate with them, but we facilitate the new construction process. So we're experts in helping the buyer find the lot. Um, creating gotcha. the plans, that kind of thing, design that, all of that. So okay. um, we represent the builders and the buyers in most of those new construction transactions. So, gotcha. So it's just a nice partnership between you two. Yes. They do what they do best. You do what you do best. You come exactly. together. Okay. And it helps them make more money and sell more houses at the end of the day. So. Right. Right. And are those? Well, are everybody those wins. Yes. Right. That's <laughs> that's what we're looking for. It makes everybody's job easier too. Exactly. Um, do those builders, you said you go specifically into a single family, but you do some multifamily up to four unit. Are those builders yep. building new multifamily as well? Or are those kind of two different entities? So operation? those would be two, two different entities. Really, if you're focusing on, you know, new construction, that's, you know, we do some spec houses, we do model houses, um, but we also do a lot of pre-sold custom homes. Um, and then, you know, kind of a separate different lane is focusing on single family up to fourplex. I've done some bigger stuff with investors, but, um, just helping acquiring long-term or short-term investment properties here. So. Awesome. And yeah. how did you, how did you get into that role? Like background wise, where did you come from? Did, yeah. Did real estate inspire you to lead you into working towards this position that you're currently in? And then can you tell us a little bit more about like that specific role you have within Keller Williams? Yeah, absolutely. So within my team, I do work as a sales team leader as well as producing my own sales. Um, and, and basically what that means is I help bring talent onto the team and get them into production. And then I'm their production coach. Um, so it's very much a partnership in making sure that their business is a success. So I got into real estate oh, two and a half years ago now, um, bought my first house, liked the process. At the time I was a college dropout, um, making coffee for like four bucks an hour. I made like 12 grand that year or something. <laughs> and I really, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, when I bought my house with my ex-husband, I was like, well, I kind of like this. I should just get my license because I'm not doing anything else. And uh, my first six months, I was on a different team under Keller Williams. I sold five homes. 
I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, I wasn't over the moon ecstatic about like, this is where I need to be. So I had to make another decision if I was going to get out of real estate or figure out maybe I'm not on the right, I'm not on the right bus. Exactly. So I, I joined a different team in April of 2020. So right after the world ended, you know, (laughs) and, uh, joined and jumped right into their system. That's the team I'm currently on. And then from April to December I, uh, of 2020, I sold 38 homes, which was a total holy like, cow. holy crap, this is what I was trying to do. <laughs> so um, wow. yeah, I was like, okay, I think I found what I needed to be doing. Um, right. And decided that I, I, as much as I love real estate, I love coaching and teaching people. And they have a program that would allow me to do that. Um, while still earning a a substantial multiple six-figure income. So I started to get on track for that. That's awesome. That's not a bad offer. Like, no, (laughs) me. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Without, and I don't know if this is too isolated of a question, but did you notice the things that were different from one team to the next that allowed you to, and the Mm reason I'm asking, because I'm I'm listening to this podcast right now in this doctor from I don't know if it was Harvard but she talks about like this overwhelming like body yes and I know that I got what she was describing when I jumped into like starting my company that was I was I'd worked with a realtor before and done some other things in real estate but when I started that I just got that body like this is it yeah absolutely did you you notice anything or feel anything that when you made the switch oh for sure I mean we And this is a a huge part of how I recruit talent to the team as well, is that I'm so sold on it. Um, And a a large part of that is our culture. Um, We are each other's biggest support systems um, by far. And we have fun together. We work hard together. We have a common goal. Um, I'll tell you a story about how I joined this team. (laughs) So I was in Dallas, um, February of 2020 for one of Keller Williams trainings they do every year called family reunion and my current team owner was there and he was talking about the team and everything and not pitching it to me on purpose but just telling me all of the cool things that they're doing and um I was like okay well that kind of sounds pretty good well also during that trip um I love Jeff to death and he knows this story and he tells it all the time but we're sitting down for dinner one time and I go Jeff you're kind of an asshole. You know, I've been on in Keller Williams for six months and you've never once looked me in the eye. And he goes, yeah, that's true. It's because you haven't, you know, proved yourself yet. I'm like, fair. Okay. So I need to do and do something to like prove myself. I was on his team like a month later. So <laughs> it was like, that, awesome. those are my people. Um, awesome. And it's awesome. been together ever since. So, yeah. Nice. I was going to ask because I work for many different realtors throughout the U S and um, I keep, seeming to like find my Keller Williams real estate agents was there something that like drew you specifically to Keller Williams versus like Coldwell Banker or you know Redfin or something else so in our area and the size of it really our top three are um Keller Williams EXP now okay not so much when I joined it's new as and then Remax okay we have some Century 21 but we have no Redfin we don't have we have like one Coldwell Banker office and it's not even in the town that I live in. <laughs> so um, options are not as big as they are in um, like the bigger populated areas. But I, 
Right, exactly. But I, I've always wanted to do Keller Williams just for the fact of like their focus on culture and growth, um, mm-hmm. as well as all of the trainings and stuff they provide for the splits. I mean, if we're looking at it logistically and, and where your money's going, so. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, what you alluded to before we start recording with your book is a lot of what you've taken from your training and from your time at Keller Williams has kind of evolved itself into your philosophy of coaching, which is what's Absolutely. in the book. Is that yes. correct? Yep. So what, so what did you take out of the Keller Williams that kind of, I'm mean, writing a book is a massive thing. <laughs> That's not easy. So yeah. it must've been something big. What did you take from their, their culture? That evolved that. So yeah, no, that's a great question. The biggest, I would say the two biggest things is, and this is a huge focus in our team as well, is having a growth mindset. Um, I grew up really poor, and I mean that monetarily, but also like mindset-wise. Um, and I being able to be surrounded by those people who are gonna push me and challenge me for the bigger and better things. And then also um, just focusing on the person instead of the production. So when I coach agents, I'm coaching them to their big why. And the reason they get out of bed every day, not, well, how many houses did you sell this week? Blah, 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 blah. Like those things matter, but it's more of your vehicle to get to where you want to be. You know, whatever that looks like for the individual person. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like I the that- whole reason for why, like that to me, like really speaks to my soul. Cause it's like, if you don't have your good why behind you, then why are you doing it? You know? Exactly. Yep. So, and we, uh, that's what we talk a lot about in the book. Um, Project Badass is basically to help um, your mindset. It focuses probably 75% on your mindset, um, working through those bad habits, figuring out what your big why is, and then creating a roadmap to what I like to call your extraordinary life. See, I feel like I just finally was able to balance out my life where I was able to find my best life, if you will. Like I can balance Mm -hmm. being a mom and being and working basically full time. And it's finally like, oh, like the sun shined down on me, the, the, the rainbow started flying and I was like, oh, this feels so good. Absolutely. So I totally understand like you wanting to figure out your why and then working towards that goal. Yes. Well, and I mean, real estate's hard and regardless what career you're in, I mean, there's going to be days where you just, you don't want to do it. <laughs> there's going to be the really rough ones and it just is meant to propel you forward through that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's definitely some lows in real estate and not all of them are your fault. And the hardest thing for me um, was getting over that I couldn't, because I'm a fixer. I don't know if you get into like the Enneagram or anything like that. Oh, you're Um, a fixer too, Marcus. Oh my God. I'm a fixer about (laughs) everything. My husband is. (laughs) And it's it's like the book, uh, The Road Back to You, like it's great, but it's so annoying that I'm a fixer and I get annoyed <laughs> because yeah. some, some problems are not mine to fix. And that right, right there that was is like correct. the hardest thing for me to get over. Cause I just like, I see the answer, but I can't. And I, I do it with my son when I'm doing homework. Like I don't give him the answer. I talk to him to try to get him to figure out the answer. But yeah. then when it's an adult, I'm like, Nope, I'm just going to fix it. Like, no, don't give them the answer, lead them, have them figure out, because that's in the long run going to benefit them. 
Yeah, I mean, that's like lead a horse to water, right? Like you can't give them the water, you have to lead them to it. Exactly. And that's a big part of coaching too, especially with real estate agents. I mean, it's, it's tough out there and um, you have to let them make themselves successful, even though you could tell them do X, Y, and Z. And if they do it, they're going to be successful, but they've got to go through the hard um, and the, the really rough transactions and the bad days and all of that. So that's just part of it. (laughs) You can't learn if you don't make mistakes and you can't learn if you're not being like forced to grow. Oh yeah. And every transaction I do, I'm like, okay, well I learned now. Um, that's my bad. (laughs) No, it's it's funny. And I'm going to, I'm going to circle back with Marcus when he was talking about great, you know, like not giving his kid the answer to the question. My son the other day was doing his math homework and granted he's nine. So now they're starting the multiplication and the division and he was getting so upset. Like he was sobbing, like doing his math homework. And I'm like, what's wrong, buddy? He's like, it's just, it's so confusing. My head hurts, mom. And I go, well, it's because you're, you're stretching a muscle. Like you're making your brain grow further and grow more. And I'm like, just like when you have growing pains and it hurts because your muscles are growing, your bones are growing. Well, right now your brain is growing. So yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit, but if you don't, make it hurt a little bit, you're not going to grow. And I feel like it kind of is the same thing for your real estate agents. Absolutely. For sure. And whatever career you're in, I truly believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, More on your book, you were talking about some worksheets or some kind of like tutorials. Yeah. So they're exercises in the book. Um, And gosh, I suck. I didn't bring a copy of it to even show you, but (laughs) we'll put it in the show. We'll have to have you come back on. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. So this book, um, really what stemmed from that is I, I'm a huge reader. I mean, I was the kid who we would take my book under the dinner table and read it when I was supposed to be eating. Um, So you are a rare breed. (laughs) But even I so, could, it was always novels. I couldn't, <laughs> Never hide, I couldn't hide all the books when I was a kid. I would shove <laughs> them in everywhere. I just did not want to read. It was the yes. So yeah, when I joined um, the team that I'm on now, they're a huge believer in reading like self-development books, wealth, leadership, mindset, sales, that kind of thing. Um, so I started reading them and I'm like, wow, I, I really like this. And I feel like it's really helping me transform into the person I need to be. But what I'm not getting is that they're telling me all of these inspirational stories, but they're not giving me the actual tools and resources in order to complete that. Um, So I decided I wanted to do that in my book. Um, And it's the exact resources and tools that I give to my coaching students. And um, it goes from, so we talk about in the book, the crab in the bucket. Um, It's a, a metaphor as in, If you scientifically, if you put a bunch of crabs in the bucket, you put one in there, they can get out. But if you put more than one, two, four, 10, they can be up to the brim of the bucket. They physically cannot get out because they pull each other back down. And the metaphor is that we are as humans are the crabs and the bucket is our environment, our mindset, our habits, um, that kind of thing. So it helps you get out of the bucket. Um, develop that mindset, kind of work through that bad habits uh, and all of that, and then create your big why and and develop your roadmap to an extraordinary life. So the book is very personal to you um, and it should be that way. So yeah, that's awesome that you put that in there because that is one big thing. Um, 
I, I do read a lot these days. I don't hide my books anymore. <laughs> so I always pull them out. I always try and read. Um, and they all give you really good ideas, at least for me to like think about and resonate with. Yeah. But there isn't a book that was like, hey, this is how you should do it. Um, which I think is good for a lot of people that are trying to introduce the growth mindset. Because it is. exactly. I mean, being on both sides, and I've been on both sides it's way different. I, yeah. the things that I see in the world are way different, but it's not, it's the one thing that I want to illustrate, at least for me, I'm not always every day in a growth mindset. I have bad days. Like, yeah. As we all there do. are days where the same action will happen, but one day I'm in my, I'll say flow state. And the other day I'm not And my mm-hmm. reaction to those situations are way different. So like there are ups and downs, but that's the big thing. You have worksheets, you have roadmaps, that's going to keep the consistency there and that's yep. what you consistently do it and it's going to develop exactly so, well, it's like interesting too because last week marcus you were just talking with Lindsay, who was a therapist and so to, mm-hmm. to like <coughs> sorry, to see it, like how one person kind of looks at it and then to see how you're looking at it it's just they kind of go hand in hand together without necessarily mm-hmm. like having the same um the same like thing that you're trying to get across but it's just it's an right. interesting process um that's sidebar, why it's so bizarre dog is huge marcus i know i i took the pup to work today <laughs> he's hanging out with me oh I met cute this, i met this dog when it was like that big and now it's <laughs> huge so that's this awesome. is mac and cheese the work dog that's Love adorable <laughs> sidebar on the podcast um, no you guys are just fine for squirrels um yeah in natasha like what you were saying everybody in this in this space in this mindset in the overall culture it's still kind of like unspoken like you if you bought a self-help book like what's wrong right like nothing's exactly. wrong just trying to better should myself. Some, should something be wrong that I'm trying to learn like, and grow? Yeah. You're at the you're at the gym. Are you sick? Right. Can we uh, instead uh, of calling them self help books? Can we call them self growing books? Self development yeah. books. <laughs> That's the word I try to because I think self help has kind of a derogatory. For right. sure, it's, it definitely yeah. does. Like, it makes you feel like something day, is wrong. Yeah, yeah, and at the end of the day, all these authors and all these people, all these speakers, like they're all. <laughs> speaking positive they're not trying to be the crab that's pulling people down so whatever your theory is for people it's just find a theory that aligns with you and mm-hmm. buy into it and be consistent with it and you're going to get Absolutely. there at the end of the day Absolutely. you're going to get that ultimate mission that you're trying to achieve it's just what road are you going to take and all the roads right. are good and there's nothing wrong with any of them exactly yeah and that was a i mean a big big push for my book is that I was lucky enough to have a mentor in my life who um, could help me through this, but not everybody has that. And I just wanted my book to be able to help those people that don't have someone that was telling me what I needed to hear when I was going through this. So um, yeah, and it kind of goes through the same thing. I mean, it's stories about my life, how I transformed everything, but then it's also the tactical advice that I really want to see in the books that sometimes we just don't get. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about. Marcus, you're breaking up. 
Oh no. Struggle and hearing about like the heart moved. You didn't know too. Oh no. Did I mute myself? No. No, you were just breaking up. Breaking up. We're good. I had to update my internet the other day because my computer was so slow. All right, Marcus, let's do it. I might have to go with a different carrier. We're back? Okay, yeah, I think we're back now. Okay, okay, sorry. I think I muted my phone too, but I moved it to look at the dog. Okay. Um, it was just, uh, it was more on that topic. I can't remember what I was saying now. Sorry about the cell service thing. <laughs> no, you're um, fine. On your workbooks, on your workbooks that are in the in the um, book, are they are they for a duration like sixty days? Or are these ongoing? How do you kind of structure those along with the reading part of it? So um, a lot of them are done as in like you get to this part, finish the exercise, then move on in the book. A few of them are that way. Um, a, one of the exercises is a week long exercise. One of them is a sixty six day exercise. Um, but it's really meant to be ongoing and continuous. Um, like your manual of sorts, if you need it. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and I do actually give the resources out um, for free on my website as well. So there's a goal setting and then accountability exercise that um, you can use on a, on a weekly basis. Um, so you're able to head over to the website and grab those two. You can print out, put them in your binder, your planner, whatever that looks like. So, and what is your website? Yes, it's projectbadassbook.com. Okay. I will make sure it's in our show. Great domain. Yes. <laughs> Where'd you come up with the name? So I actually had someone ask me this the other day. Um, I am a firm believer. So, okay, let me start back with this. Do you guys familiar with the DISC test, the DISC yep. personality test? Love okay. it. So accurate. I love it too. Oh yeah. I'm a very high D, like off the charts D. Um, I got but a little I, bit I of C in you, but barely. With- I had interviewed with a Keller Williams agency and they made me do, you know, all of the disc tests and everything. Yes. And I was like, Oh my God, that's like, it's that's amazing. So it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I'm like an off the charts, Heidi. And I, <laughs> I kind of, um, I, I might get a lot of hate for this, but it just is what it is. I, I love like women speakers and entrepreneurs and everything, but sometimes I feel like we're too soft and too mm-hmm. fluffy and too like, here's my reasons why and blah, 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 where like men in the same space don't have to do that. Um, so I, and that's how I don't have to have a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I approach my coaching. Yeah. As a guy, I will completely agree with that. A guy stands up and is forceful and he's like a leader and strong, but a woman goes up in a meeting and yells and she's, uh, she's just the wrong month. She's or... the crazy woman then. Yeah, yeah. The crazy, overstressed lady. I was like, exactly no. something about that the other day about how if women are emotional or passionate, they're like they're crazy. But if yep. men are emotional and passionate, they're strong. So yeah. yeah. So and I like kind of want to change that. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I I think that's like bullshit for to be completely honest with you. Um, Love it. So putting project badass on a book that's written by a woman 
Like you don't see that very often. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that was a big you. part of it. I was like, I, I mean, there's going to be people out there who absolutely hate it, who think that because I'm a woman that I shouldn't have named my book that what all of the different things that they might say about it. But, um, that's how I coach. That's how I do life. And, uh, my publisher was right on board. He actually was like, this is what you, you know, let's combine the, the ideas that we had. And this is what we need to do. I'm like, I love it. Let's do it. Awesome. So, yeah. Oh no. I think we lost Marcus again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's really awesome about your book. I'm so excited. I can't wait to like crack it open and read some pages. And I feel like it's so cool how you made it a workbook rather than just a standalone read. Um, I would never be able to like sit down and write hundreds of pages of information and then just think (laughs) about putting a workbook into it too. What? That's crazy. So like, what kind of exercises (laughs) did the workbook have then? So, um, the first one is, and I wish I had the book with me, but the first one is, uh, figuring out what what's your bucket what's holding you back is it your environment is it people around you is it your mindset I mean it's pretty much mindset for everybody but for me um it was my environment and it was a lot of the people within my circle okay so um, not being like encouraging or not like good influences or and a more majority of it is as sad as it was to say is my family um, I, I get it. I understand and that it. happens. Yeah. Most like a lot of people more, more often than I'd like to think, but so just getting it laid out on paper, cause it's really hard to ignore when it's black and white and you go, okay, well this, these things are what is holding me back from what I want to do. Uh, yeah. Once we've determined that, then it goes, okay, how are we going to eliminate those? What are the bad habits and things? I'm a big believer in extreme ownership. So yes, my environment might need to be holding me back. Yes, these certain people in my life might be holding me back, but what am I doing in order to solve that problem? Mm-hmm. Um, so we go through all of that, determining your big why, um, visualizing what that extraordinary life looks like. And then right. we go into um, those goal setting and accountability tools. So yeah, no, and it's funny because like the other, the other month, I literally had to like take a look at my life and be like, um, I feel like these people are not encouraging, encouraging me or not helping me. And like, I kind of was just like, let's just cut ties. Like I wish them yep. all the best, but I don't feel like I need to have them in my circle right now because I don't feel like they're, um, they're pushing me in a, in the right direction. I felt like they were pulling me in the wrong direction. So. Exactly. And that's a, yeah. it's a pretty big exercise in the book as well. Um, I mean, it's like the power five you are a combination of the five people you spend the most time with. So I have never heard that. And I really like it, but I only have two people that I spend time with. <laughs> my son <laughs> and my husband. Oh wait, no, there's a third. There's a third person. Yes. Well, and it goes like, um, you know, if you, if you surround yourself with five addicts, you're going to be the sixth. But if you surround yourself with five millionaires, chances are you're going to be the sixth. Um, yeah. They push you, they challenge you. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, that's my goal. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. And sorry about my tech issue, but um, that's okay. <laughs> I love I love that philosophy. And everybody I talk to when they're trying to like, I want to start my own business or mm-hmm. I want to do this. I'm like, okay, well, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, no one. And I was yep. like, so you want to if you want to start an auto mechanic shop, and you haven't talked to one auto mechanic, are you friends with any of them? Yeah. Well, my buddy is a mechanic. He works for a guy. I'm like, okay, have you talked to him about his job? Not really. I'm like, 
you got to surround yourself with more mechanics or more like go yeah. into your local mom and pop and just say like, Hey, on the weekends, do you need an extra hand to like clean or organize? Absolutely. Yeah. For free, like spend your time around those people and you'll become one of the, the people. Absolutely. Um, That's the one thing that I wish that I would have done when I started my very first business. I didn't do that at all. And now I know better, of course, and that's just the way it goes. But <laughs> so. And I got introduced that to early actually from a podcast. Um, I don't know if you listen to Bigger Pockets. I reference them oh, yeah. all Absolutely. the time. Um, Absolutely. I think one of the first couple episodes I listened to, they talked about uh, like the four pillars of your business that I was interested in. And then they talked about surrounding yourself by those five people. And it comes up on all of these sites. It's just, it's like a theme in that, um, in that space. Right. So the first thing I did was I went and worked for a broker for free. Right. And then when I started my company, I actually had my company and I subbed out a builder so that I could work with the builder to learn yeah. the building side of things all for free, just because I wanted to, to get around the people, ask them questions. Like it, to me, it made sense to surround myself with the people if I want to get in that space. And then it's kind of taken me from there. But there's always me the benchmark, the benchmark, yeah. which is why like your continuing process is like, okay, if I'm here still with those five people 10 years from now, not where I want to be, like, do I need to, to go to find a new group or to, to surround right. myself with additional people? Exactly. Yeah. And that goes for everything too. I mean, not just business, uh, your, you know, your health, your wealth, your relationships, all of that. I mean, everybody has kind of success leaves clues in my opinion. So you just got to find the person who's doing what you want to do and, uh, follow them and learn from them and, and, uh, basically repeat what they're doing. <laughs> so love it. Yeah. And taking that into every aspect of your life, um mm -hmm. is big and i don't think a lot of people i don't know if they it, tell me if you think this is on the right path or an idea but i don't think people realize like what it's like to have like the personal friends that support you rather than oh gosh yeah like no all <laughs> of the background talking about people's back and the problems and issues to go out and find those friends that just genuinely want to be around you because you like the same things and support each other once you get that feeling I don't think you're going to want to go back oh absolutely not and unfortunately they're they're a dime of a dozen I mean you can't find them very often um but when you do <laughs> grow hold with on each other and hold on to them yeah exactly <laughs> yeah absolutely um the one other question because you like books so much I wanted to ask other than your book yes what's that one personal development book that you've read or would recommend to others and why? So I actually have two. And the reason I have two is because the first one's the one I always recommend, but the second one is the one I'm currently reading and it's like changed my life. <laughs> so the first one is Be Obsessed or Be Average by Grant Cardone. Um, again, I think that kind of goes into the whole um, difference between how men and women deliver their messages in entrepreneurship. And I just love that he just punches it right into your face um yeah so all the books I, are kind of like yeah in your face <laughs> it's awesome um one of the first books i've ever read um in the self-development world and then the second recommendation that i think might just take the first one's place is uh is winning 
by, oh gosh, Tim, it's not Tim Ferriss, it's uh, Tim Grover, winning by Tim okay. Grover. He was a personal trainer for a bunch of the NBA basketball players, Michael Jordan, um, Kobe, that kind of kind of thing. And his book is is amazing. Same kind of thing. If you if you are okay with a few f bombs and a lot of harsh reality, you'll love that book. <laughs> my favorite my favorite personal development book is the subtle art of not giving a fuck. So, yes, yes, yeah, I love. I'm fine that. with a little f bomb. <laughs> yeah, there. I think you dropped. Like oh, um, I, I like those. I'm gonna add those because I haven't I haven't read either of those. I knew Grant, I knew Grant, but the other I didn't know. Yeah, I'm, no, and I my business coach recommended to me on uh Monday. She goes, you know, she said that to me. If you like a few, if you don't mind a few f bonds and some harsh reality, you should listen to this. And I'm like, that's my jam. Downloading now. Um, I yeah. only got now, an hour you, left. Do you read books or do you like to listen to them on tape? So I love reading books, but yeah. logistically for my schedule, sometimes they, you know, they, they turn into audiobooks. So I, I probably audiobooks. I will sit here all day and turn off the TV and just throw an audiobook on and do my work and just absolutely let my well, world. I, yeah. I listen to fluffy audiobooks. So I'm going to be the first to admit that, but I get my nice little world of fluffiness while I work. work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, I will probably order every book that I listen to just to have it reference back to it and stuff. But yeah, I love to read, but you know, life of a real estate agent gets busy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So um, podcasts and, and audiobooks are where it's at. Absolutely. For sure. Mac wants to sign us out, apparently. Sorry about <laughs> that. Um, I always leave the last question for Natasha. Um, um, so I don't know if this is relevant, so this is going to be a good question. So my last question is, um, and I don't know, uh, do you own a home? So oh, yeah, um, I did. I did own oh, okay. a home. Uh, divorce, you know. <laughs> I, I got it. <laughs> so not currently, but it's, it's in the works for next year. Um, I'm kind of more of the type of person that will like rent a shitty apartment and own a bunch of investment properties. I'm um, not, I'm still I'm not arguing with I that. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm still young. I don't have kids. So like might as well sacrifice now. Right. Right, yeah. exactly. That's what we're doing. I mean, we own this house, but it's tiny. It's 740 yeah. square feet. I mean, yeah. there's not, there's no privacy in the house. Um, right. but anyway, <laughs> my question was, did you would do any DIY projects at the house that you were like really proud of or that you're like, I accomplished this or? Hmm. That's a really good question. So, um, and I'm sure you've been busy as of late with the book. Oh, for yes. sure. You it would have to be, yeah, it would have to be the house that I owned and sold earlier this year. Um, I'm a huge lover of like Victorian style homes, the old historic uh, architecture and all yeah. of the furniture that I own are antique pieces. So oh, I think I that, that maybe not DIY, but my, probably the thing I'm most proud of and that I, I love having in my house is that it all has character. It all has a story. 
Um, it all came that. from somewhere. So I've got like this really cool old typewriter um, oh. that's from like the 1920s. It's so cool. Um, I and I found it at like a, I think I found it at a yard sale for like $35. It's it was crazy cheap. what you can find at yard sales or rummage <laughs> sales or even like antique stores where they're just like dusted over and like covered yeah. up. Exactly. Yeah. So I would say maybe not so much DIY. I mean, I kind of stuck with even just a paintbrush, but I Me can too. sure pick out antique uh, furniture pieces. I can do that. I, we, we finally like waved the white flag in our house here and we're like, let's just hire the handyman. No need to overcomplicate it. Yeah, I'm all about leverage. So if I don't ever have to paint another wall myself, I won't. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so. it is needed for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and while you're finding while you're finding all these antique pieces, I'm on the lookout for my office. I've always wanted, and it's funny that you bring up the old typewriter, because I want that old globe. Like I don't know why, but I love yes. maps. Like I've Me got too. maps of the area. <laughs> But I want that. I want a globe that the top comes off, and you've got that little like the glass set in the yes. Oh the yeah. Canister. Look at yeah. like Hamacher Schlemmer or whatever. I'm sure yeah. they have one there. I don't even drink that often. Just to have one, it would be super cool. Like that antique yes. item. No reason why. Sure. <laughs> but I definitely perfect. I I'll shop, keep an eye out. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Well, awesome. Thanks for saying the the friday morning with us um, yes thank you for having although me although is it late afternoon oh no, um, it's be... it's 8 49 right now for me okay gotcha yep. we got a little bit early but well yep. thanks for waking up early for us absolutely um, and we look forward to, to seeing the success of your team and then personally your growth and your development through your career yes thank you guys i really appreciate it we'll have to have you on again next year and kind of find out where you are then yeah, I would love to. She'll be, be on. She'll be on book number two. It's in the second works. Second team. Love it. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, I just yeah. spilled the beans. I'm sorry. No, it's it's not it's not too much of a. I haven't told anybody what's about, but yes, book number two is in the work, and I'm getting the team's getting ready to launch an Arizona expansion. So, you're actually right on track. All around. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. <laughs> yes, things are great, so That's I can't awesome. complain at all. Awesome. Absolutely. And um, if there's um, a customer out in your area, can they get a hold of you anyway, if they want to use your services? Absolutely. So you can find me on social media if you want. Um, it's at the Madison Reeves. And then um, you can email me or get a hold of me. Um, my, my real estate website is madison.buyandsellblackhills.com. Or you can email me at madison at christiansteam.com. So any of those ways you can get a hold of me um, and we can find you a house out here or whatever you need to do. I'm sure I can get you connected with something. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending your Friday morning yes. with us. Thank you guys. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, we'll Good talk to you soon. Thank, thank you. I'll talk to you guys later. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.